Yeah. So uh, I think that I think they could could try and do things to uh, reduce the uh, make it a little less onerous. For instance, I mean, in in this day and age, you shouldn't have to move to Ottawa. For instance, you right. should be able to do it. Uh, right. You know. Over the internet, or uh, that kind, I mean, I agree with you. Sitting in Parliament, where they're all yakking at each other and behaving like a bunch of monkeys, mm-hmm. uh, is not very. It's it's bad for the image of uh, for of, sure of democracy. And so and then, and then of course, the, the other issue with democracy is the way in which, you know, to some extent, it has become, you know, the idea of democracy. Democracy itself becomes a little ideological, mm-hmm. and so the Americans are out promoting democracy in the world, right? And uh, so, I mean, in some countries, uh, yeah, we have democracy in Venezuela or in, uh, in I guess it's Bolivia, and they vote in uh, governments that are not very democratic, democratic, <laughs> and quickly start voting, you know, uh, uh, changing the laws. Well, so I saw where in, for life. in Russia they they just uh, fired or, or there was some head of the judiciary or something that. Uh, voted on some that was able to vote down motions. I can't. I don't remember the exact details, right, but right. it was a potential impediment to Putin's becoming president again. And right. all of a sudden, now that guy's been canned. I mean, they no longer the legislature right. voted to remove that position or something. But, so yet another check but, is removed there. Right. But Russia is not considered a very democratic country, with all due respect right. to Russians. I mean, they yeah. the government controls the media. There was a certain amount of intimidation during the election. So mm-hmm. it's not really a free no. democratic system. And there's not even the Russians themselves recognize that they don't have an independent judiciary. So they have a, a lot of the pieces are missing mm-hmm. there. But uh, even where you have a better setup, people can slide from a, a properly functioning democracy into mm-hmm. a situation where people take over who start to corrupt the... Well, uh, like in Venezuela. The, like in Venezuela or like what happened in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So one has to be always vigilant. And that's where I think, uh, obviously, even in Venezuela, I mean, if the people want uh, Hugo Chavez to be uh, president for life and they vote for it, then that's their democratic right. wish and that's fine. The, the problem can arise when all of a sudden in Venezuela the president doesn't respect the independence of the judiciary or mm-hmm. doesn't uh, you know, allow newspapers to print uh, criticism. So I think the freedom of the press, freedom of the press, I was once, you know, when I was listening to Russian on this Echo Moskvi, my favorite Russian radio station, mm-hmm. they were talking about corruption in Russia. And this one Russian commentator said, he said, you know, there's no point doing what the Chinese do, which is shoot people. Mm-hmm. You know, so and so is corrupt. We shoot him to make an example. We shoot, shoot a few, ten, hundred, doesn't matter. You know, in those countries, he said what we need to have is we need to have an independent judiciary, and freedom of the press and freedom of expression, and that will look after and less government interference in all spheres of, e- especially in economic life, mm-hmm. because a lot of the corruption has to do with things that the government controls. Right. And so if the government says, you, you want to start a factory, you pay me so mm-hmm. much. Or you want to do this, you pay me. Right. If the, gov- the, the, the smaller the role of government, the mm-hmm. less opportunity for that kind of corruption. Right. And if there is an independent judiciary, then if a government official is abusing his power, then at least there's some place to go. Mm-hmm. Or if there's freedom of the press, then I can go to the newspapers. Right. But in a country where you don't have freedom of the press and you don't have a free and independent judiciary, you're kind of at the mercy of the government. And then the government can, because they control the press, ensure that they get, quote, elected. Right. Know, 
So, uh, but, you know, in countries where you don't have these traditions, I'm looking at Afghanistan. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and uh, in countries where they don't have enough to eat and where they're all shooting each other. Right. Uh, Democracy is probably not at the top of their list <laughs> of things no. that they're wishing for. And, and if there was a, a, a democratic vote, that they'd, they'd be trying to vote in their buddies who could then go and wipe out the other guys that <laughs> right. have been irritating them for so long. I mean, well, that's, that's right. The, uh, and, of course, uh, there are countries where there's, uh, there's always a struggle between the secularists and the mm-hmm. more religious groups, especially right. in some of these uh, Islamic countries. And, and uh, conceivably, you could have uh, maybe 30 40% of the population that favor a very fundamentalist uh, Islamic right. group. And maybe the other secular group is divided between the conservatives and the leftists and the communists and the, some separatist independent group over mm-hmm. there. And so all of a sudden, you're 30%... Uh, Islamic fundamentalists come come in, right. and their f- view is that all laws come from God. Mm-hmm. So if you have a democracy where the parliament votes in laws that are based on the authority of the elected parliament, that's a sacrilege, right? Because people don't make laws. Mm-hmm. You know, Allah makes laws, <laughs> right? So anyway, how do you change that culture? I don't, I don't think we're know. going to change it today. No, in this I don't. Discussion. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. You wonder uh, with the uh, Americans in Iraq whether I mean their goal, of course, is to try and institute uh, a functioning democracy in Iraq and establish at least uh, a functioning democracy in the Middle East, a functioning Muslim democracy in the mm-hmm. in the Middle East. Uh, I don't know if there is one at the moment. But, uh, the biggest functioning, Mus- you know, considered to be the most successful democratic Muslim state today is Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And or the Muslim people in India who right. regularly participate in the elections right. and do so in a, you know, responsible mm-hmm. But manner. they're not in the Middle East. I, I mean, obviously, no, the Middle East the has Middle been East. such a powder keg for so long. Yeah. I think the hope is that uh, Iraq could be uh, used as a model. Can that happen? I mean, given what you're saying about... Uh, well, Laws being handed down from God, it's well, course, a certain forget, contradiction there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Syria is not an Islamic state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iraq under Saddam Hussein was not an Islamic no. state. Right. Uh, it wasn't a democratic state. No. Uh, and I think that there are all kinds of different forces in Iraq. There are the uh, the, Sh- the Shia and the Sunni Muslims, or the mm-hmm. Kurds, who obviously have their own ethnic agenda. Mm-hmm. Then there are, I'm sure, a lot of secularist right. type people and. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they had a, quite a successful uh, successful election, given the mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's just so many people pulling in different directions. Right. And uh, so it's a bit like Yugoslavia. Once the lid was uh, lifted off, right. uh, it uh, you know led to people settling scores and, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. In the long run, whether the Iraq can succeed would be nice. I yeah. mean, it's been at an unbelievable cost yeah. in human life. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully... Uh, yeah, things settle down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it brings up this whole issue of peace. I mean, uh, one of the things that's interesting about learning languages is that you start to hear about events in the world from different perspectives. So I'm listening to my Russian radio station, and they're interviewing people from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's been a, a whole delegation of Afghan politicians who have descended on Moscow. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're main goal there is to get aid from, from Russia. Right. And and Russia has had a long history with Afghanistan before mm-hmm. the very bloody war. They, mm-hmm. You know, they're, 
they were neighbors right. when those Central Asian countries were part of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And so to hear those discussions, I mean, I think part of the problem is we only ever see the problem from our own perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think languages are good. You can hear another person's mm-hmm. perspectives. I, I, you know, today I had lunch in, a, in a, an Iranian restaurant. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. It was a stew. It was like $7. It was quite cheap. Mm-hmm. And they had the Farsi radio blaring. Right. And music. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, Arabic script dashing across the screen of their TV. But I'm yeah. saying, you know, I wish I could... I wish I could understand Farsi. Right. And I might have a little better understanding of their perspective. Yeah. So, but, you know, that probably doesn't help either. The French and the German, they all understood each other, and they went to war twice in the last century. Yeah. And I'm sure the Tamils and the the Sinhalese in Sri Lanka Mm -hmm. speak the same language uh, or understand each other's Uh, language. I'm sure they don't want to read what the other guys are writing about them. (laughs) Maybe uh, that'll just make them angry. Yeah. I don't know. No. Well, it seems like even in the Middle East, I mean, there is no question that in a totally ideal world, mm-hmm. that if you had a country that consisted of Jordan, Jordan, Lebanon, Israel, West Bank, Gaza, all that mm-hmm. as one country. Right. You've got, I mean, Israel has most of the sea coast, mm-hmm. which Jordan doesn't have. Right. Jordan, in fact, is an artificial country, mm-hmm. was created out of Palestine, right. and the king there is originally from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, but it's just not practical. There is just no way, because there's so much bitterness. Mm-hmm. But in theory, at least, right. and there, not only is there bitterness, but there are so many different agendas, and even in a country like Israel, you've got the Orthodox Jews who have their thing, and the, which is like totally out of, the, I don't know, the 14th century, and you've got the Muslim fundamentalists. It doesn't matter how century. small your pie is. There's always people that are willing to. I know. There's always infighting in different groups that. Fo- because it's always about looking out for your own group versus other groups out there. I mean, families can't even get together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we read so much about family violence and so right. forth and so on. So. I guess yeah. it's unrealistic to expect. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even amongst the Palestinians, Palestinians they're all. Yeah, different uh, fighting each other. The Hamas and the Hezbollah, and I don't know what other yeah. groups they have there. So we're a pretty yeah. bad bunch, the human race. <laughs> but in the meantime, we got to keep on the bright side. And that's uh, right. So I guess maybe we shouldn't be knocking our political system here too badly. I mean, uh, it more or less works. Well, you know, yeah. absolutely. You know, I was listening. There's a, a service on the internet called. TED or T-E-D, which right. puts out these videos of famous people talking about mm-hmm. different subjects. Uh, and by the way, I've gotten permission to uh, put audio and text from that site on, on link right. in our library. But they had one presentation there by Isabel Allende, who wrote mm-hmm. you know a number of books, Hija de la Fortuna and whatever, right. books. And she was talking about the need for passion. And she went on and gave an example of some woman in East Africa who's plants trees or saves orphans or whatever and she's totally Mm -hmm. passionate about it and so forth and so on and we need passion to make things happen you know what I think less passion is a good thing (laughs) yeah you know 51% whatever we had a very apathetic voter turnout maybe that's a good thing I would rather have people apathetic than having them drive around with machine guns mounted on the back of pickup trucks or having big uh, demonstrations on in support of one party or the other and uh Something to be said for apathy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, partly. Uh, obviously, people are comfortable 
Well, that's right. If they weren't comfortable, they would be more uh, less apathetic. Well, that's right. Things are more or less working, so okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. We don't really need to vote. Now, I, I guess uh, there are, like in Australia, you have to vote, do you not? I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm not against that. Right. Compulsory vote? I'm mm-hmm. not against that at all. No. It's a civic duty. I mean, yeah. you have to vote, like you have to serve a... You know, on a jury, right. uh, you you can't park wherever you want. Right. Uh, you know, there are rules. Yeah. So you belong to this society. Mm-hmm. You have to vote because right. that's how we determine how we should uh, run the country. That's and, right. And tax people mm-hmm. and, and so forth and so on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably a good system. And it can't be that difficult to implement. No. They do it over there. Yeah. They can do it here. Yeah. Anyhow, we've probably... Uh, Covered a few subjects. Didn't solve too many. No. All right. I hope this is helpful to people learning English. Lots of uh, terminology related to politics and and so on. So, um, again, let us know. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. Exactly. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye for now.